Coming to you from that galaxy far, far away, this is the Star Warriors Podcast. And tonight, we are going from the battlegrounds of Tython to the Tuscan training fields of Tatooine, because we are going to be talking about Boba Fett and... We just finished the Book of Boba Fett season one, also known as The Mandalorian season 2.5. So we'll get into all of that in a little bit. But it's great tonight because this is the first time in I don't even know how long since we've had everybody together on this show. And I'm really happy that everybody could make it. So that's my online screen name used to be Boba Fetish. So use that. (laughs) All right. Did it just get dark in here? (laughs) That's just the lighting. Mood lighting. So gentlemen, let's, let's get into this because there's a lot of us. There's going to be a lot of points of view here, certain points of view. And Boba Fett has been around since Empire Strikes Back. The, The holiday special even. So we're talking about a character that has been ingrained in Star Wars lore for the, for the very, like, for so, so long. Especially since he was a mysterious character that nobody really knew about. He hooked audiences just by his appearance in five lines, maybe. I don't even know. Uh, so I think it's kind of amazing that somebody like that was able to garner that much fan appreciation and fandom. And now we're in a great time because... Filoni and Fav are really going into the Mandalore. They've brought back this character from, you know, this this movie that was supposed to happen at the beginning of the Disney tenure. So let me ask this first question. And Rocco, I'm going to have you start. Uh, were you a Boba Fett fan from day one? And were you initially excited for the Boba Fett movie? I... First of all, I challenge anyone that's an actual Star Wars fan to just like, oh, no, I didn't like Boba Fett. Like, who says that? Who's just like, I don't like Boba Fett. Um, I can't fathom that. I, I've always been a Boba Fett fan. I loved his his mystery, his allure, his very few lines. Um, you know, he was he was the original Star Wars like badass that you didn't know much about. Um, was I excited for this movie? Yeah. I mean, I, I've said this before on previous shows that we've all done together. I thought the show, the Mandalorian was going to be about Boba Fett until we were told that we were being introduced to a new Mandalorian. And at first I actually was mad about that because I wanted to be Boba Fett and then we got the Mandalorian and I'm in love. So it's just, it's whatever. That just kind of worked itself out. But then to now get the Boba Fett, uh, you know, that movie that we were supposed to get, I was excited about it. And I was just as excited for the show. Oh, that's that's great, Rocco. I I was also very excited for a Boba Fett movie, uh, but I know a couple guys in here who were not. So I'm really excited to see if uh, we all share that same uh, opinion. So take it on, uh, Jake. What do you what do you think about Boba Fett? I know that um, your tenure on Star Wars is different than ours, and that's I really appreciate your your point of view. Sometimes, so yeah, I mean, I I was. I think in an area where I thought Boba Fett was a cool character, but like he didn't have the same mystery for me being introduced to star Wars in the nineties. And then they built on him a little bit more in the prequels and then really built on him in clone wars. I felt like 
the TV series. And I honestly didn't know that they were going to do a movie. I was more excited about 1313, the video game that got canceled than the movie. And I was excited when they announced a Boba Fett TV series. Uh, I'll just add that, I, you know, I think I'm a little disappointed that it was Mandalorian 2.5 more than a Boba Fett series. But looking back on it now, it was almost like a trilogy. It was three semi-standalone movies, two episodes apiece. So I think it played out well. It's funny to say it like that. I thought of it like an intermission almost. Like the content for Boba Fett we got was like movie length, but then all the Mando stuff thrown in is like here, casual fans, here, uh, Grogu lovers. So I, what they showed us was mind-blowing, but did it fit? That's, that's really the question. Go ahead, Ruben. Uh, so here I'm gonna I'm gonna blow Rocco's mind right now. No and no, okay. <laughs> um, no, nah, not at all. I I I've, I was always a Jedi kid, you know. Like Luke was that guy for me. So like, and Han was my dude, you know. So like, for me, Boba Fett coming in and rolling off with him in Carbonite, like that's the bad guy. Like blast the bucket off his head and let's get Han back. So I I never you know I never really gravitated towards the character. Um, the Mandalorian, uh, I, you know, it really, for me, that, the, 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 that season or that first two seasons is some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen. And then, you know, when they reintroduced Boba Fett there, uh, I thought it was creative, but I always knew it was going to, I always knew like once, once we got the book of Boba Fett, I was like, okay, well, like, what are you really going to do with this guy? You know, like, is it all going to be flashback stories or 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 what is it? And and well, I'm sure we'll get into it. But but yeah, I mean, there was a lot that I loved about the show, and and there were things that I just thought were like okay, like, and most of the okay stuff was just the Boba Fett stuff. Who who was supposed to direct that? Josh Trank or that's yeah. right, right? Okay. And then that just went into obscurity. I don't know. After Fantastic Four melt, right? That's what yeah, I was about Fantastic to say. Fantastic Four did so well. <laughs> it, it, that's a great movie <laughs> excellent so, yes there's a good 30 minutes in there there's a good 30 minutes in there of what leaping or something uh, no i mean when he took I've always, I, like yeah we could talk about that later but yeah yeah go ahead uh moses to ruben's point yeah he was the bad guy but so was vader and we all loved vader right and so i do remember growing up like being intrigued by bob fett and liking him Unfortunately, to Jake's point, the prequels ruined it for me because I hated how, like, the way Lucas tied it tied him into that story was strictly not story oriented, but more like fan service. We're like, oh, we got to put Bubba, yeah, George, but Bubba's like nine years old here or whatever, you know. And like, well, then he's gonna be. Like that, you know what I mean? So the way it was tied into me kind of was just like, all right, I feel like you're squeezing it in just for the sake of squeezing it in. Same thing he did with C-3PO and other stuff, but that's a whole different subject. I like the, the, the some of the stories as the kid Bubba in Clone Wars, but even those, like to me felt, now you're just doing what you did with Han not shooting first. You're trying to make him a little better, right? He's not like... And I just, that bothered me. Like, while I was okay with it, at the same time, I was just like, I just like the bad guy Bubba Fett, who just like walks into a room and you're like, oh shit, you're screwed. And 
doesn't matter who he works for. He just does it for the money. And so I was excited to see it. I was, I, I noticed, okay, so they, they kind of stuck to, he has a good side to him, which was kind of shown in the Clone Wars, which I guess makes sense. You know, that was Filoni. That was Filoni's child Bubba. And so now it's him. But I'm more excited to see where things go because he's technically kind of a Mandalorian. And I'm sure we'll, in one of our further discussions today, we'll, we'll get a little more into that on my thoughts. But um, overall, I was, yeah, I was definitely excited. I'm just excited for any kind of Star Wars, man. You can give me a holiday special part two and I'll be excited. So it was good to see that character. And um, we all know, you know, Mandalorians are badass. So was he. Um, and so it was kind of cool to see that. So you you did not like that perfect clone idea? I mean, I didn't mind it. But like, honestly, like it could have been someone else. The only reason it was Django, it was because they wanted a reason to have well, we can't give him Bubba, so let's give him as good as Bubba as he gets. His dad, but that's not Bubba. Well, they're clones, so it technically is Bubba, right? Like that what that kind of bothered me to me, right? Like you could have had a perfect soldier where they cloned the whole clone army from, and it didn't have to be related to Bubba. You could literally have Jingle Fit with a son named Bubba, and it didn't have to be a clone. It didn't like they could have been in the story. But to be like, oh, all the clones are just based on him. I mean, it was either that or it was a, a way of George Lucas saving money by having thousands of troopers look exactly the same. <laughs> it's a good strategy. <laughs> it is. Go ahead, Casey. I uh, wasn't a big fan of Boba Fett in the movies. Um, he looked cool, but like he went out like a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, really? And so did his dad. So I wasn't like, whoa, this guy's rules. It was like, this guy sucks. Like, he's really cool looking. Um, it wasn't until reading like Tales from Jabba's Palace and Shadows of the Empire and like they, you know, for the dark ages of Star Wars between uh, Return of the Jedi and then I guess um, Phantom Menace, like you just got filled in with can or uh, legends stuff. So there wasn't anything other than shadows was really Canon. You know what I mean? And George Lucas endorsed it. So that made me, and it, you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the shadows video game, like that made me go, okay, this guy's a little bit more badass and fleshed out, but definitely from the movies. No. And then when they announced the movie, <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. I do not care. Like, if he gets out of the Sarlacc pit, good for him. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? I just, it was just a dumb idea, in my opinion. It was just, I have a really hard time, you know, I, I think I ranted about it yesterday in our group chat, about how tiny they keep making Star Wars, how everything's connected. And I would just wish they would just go completely off the fucking rails in another planet completely i don't care you know what i mean like i don't need the skywalkers and the fets and everything it's just like so to me having another small story uh i had no interest in who who's been reading the comics rock and i do the show i know moses and i'm sorry ruben you got caught up casey how far along are you 
I'm at the war of the bounty hunters right now. Okay. So I, I'll be interested to see how you think they treat Boba Fett here because they definitely start to humanize him more. You see where they're writing him to match up with where he kind of, uh, like, not, I guess, to justify the good in him almost at points, but then you still get a badass Boba Fett. So I'll be interested to see what you think about that. So anybody wants to get caught up on comics, come join us, please, monthly. Um, Maybe that's why I enjoyed the show so much, honestly, because I've been reading the comics religiously and War of the Bounty Hunters was like Boba Fett's story arc in the comics. So I don't know, reading that, then seeing the show. I don't know. I like that they differentiated so much from Shadows as well. So it was it's a good way to do it. Side question. I'm still catching up on the. The original volumes, like Star Wars and then Star Wars Vader. If I just picked up the the trades for War of the Bounty Hunters on their own, is it like a continuation of those, or is it its own thing? So I can just pick those those trades up. So basically, what they did was they do between the movies, and so if you don't have to finish that first run, you can start in the Empire between Empire and Jedi if you like, because you oh, know what oh. happens in a way, yeah. awesome. and they don't like some of the stuff they don't really lean on too much. There are references to the other comics in certain points because Charles soul has built this universe up. So I would, if you don't want to wait, I would start it, but you need to kind of start at the beginning of all the comics to make them make sense in a way, because they all lead into war of the bounty hunters. I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah, was, yeah. I was starting to catch up, but now I've kind of flipped back to uh, Batman. <laughs> Good choice. Go ahead, Colin. So I'm kind of somewhere between, uh, you know, uh, Casey and Rocco on this in terms of excitement. I mean, or just like a fan of Boba. My brother was the bigger Boba fan than I was. I was just like, uh, you know, like Ruben. Uh, I was all about the the lightsabers, you know, the Jedi, everything about that, you know, the, the mystique of that. But I liked the mystique of Boba himself. He was just suddenly there. And they gave enough of it, like the line, no disintegrations, was just such a nice little thing to throw in. Like, he's got a backstory enough to be like, he's going to liquidate a bitch. Just, you know, because it's easier. He'll still get his bounty, but he'll make you a pile of ash. And we'll use DNA to prove it. That was kind of cool to me. There was something unknown about him. We never saw his face. We knew nothing about him other than his name and that he was an intelligent bounty hunter. The fact that and they were going the to ladies, apparently <laughs> he was able to hit on them at Jabba's palace all the time. Hey, how you doing there? Nice leku. <laughs> how you doing? Uh, I, I, I was honestly really afraid of the show. I, I was afraid that they were just going to give us something that we didn't need, which was, you know, hearing more about his backstory, hearing more about, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, essentially just making what we learned in the prequels even worse. You know, I, I, just like everybody else, I, I at least, you know, who's spoken so far, the Attack of the Clones storyline of him, uh, what the hell? The whole Patton Oswald, hey, do you know, do you like Boba Fett? Uh, well, you're going to see him as a little kid. How great, huh? No, it's not. It's not. It wasn't good then. Uh, it's not good to get the backstory now. And, and that was what I was thinking the whole time. So I was very, very hesitant about the show and or a movie. And uh, still kind of hesitant and afraid of it all. 
See, that's why I love these mixed opinions. And it's just, it was such a venture to for Disney to take on these these characters. And love it or not, you know, we all have our opinions about the sequels and how they started it. But if anybody's going to have the right touch for Bubba Fett, it's going to be Filoni and Favreau. And they're just doing such a great job. And I'm really excited to know if we'll get more Boba Fett, but I really want it to be concentrated on that. Um, but we'll see due to fan service and stuff like that. So let's, let's get into the meat of the episodes. And I want you guys to go over your favorite and least favorite episode and why. So Jake, why don't you start? Ooh, uh, favorite episode I think was... The episode where Boba spent most of the time with the Tuscan tribe right after uh, getting taken out of the pit and us learning that whole story. Um, least favorite episode might have been the last one because um, it was just a giant battle scene that like had payoffs to stuff in earlier episode, but they were rushed payoffs like Boba on the Rancor, um, though those ultra battle droid things were amazingly awesome but i thought you know like i think i said it in our group chat that this is the first limited series that i felt like was too few episodes most like the old marvel stuff on netflix felt like it dragged this felt like it needed more or maybe just all six episodes to be focused on boba fett and re release the mandalorian two episodes is something different like the mandalorian special but yeah that I, th I think it felt too rushed that's why i think the last one's my least favorite you know it's funny you say special i had that same thought like they could have just done it that way and then mando showed up to help them but then grogu stopping the rancor you know they they had to have that happen so it was just kind of it was weirdly balanced i i agree um what about you ruben um, I, I gotta agree. I think the, the second episode in terms of Boba content was, was my favorite episode just because <clears throat> we did get, we did get that story, right? The, what, what really humanized him and what brought him down to like that, what he is now, which is basically somebody who understands like, uh, you know, one of my favorite lines is when he's like, don't work for scuggles. They'll get you killed. You know, like he, he realizes like there's more to life than just the bounty. Right. And that's and and I guess character growth, <laughs> you know, story arc, I guess, for Boba in terms of content. And then um, and then my favorite episode throughout the whole season is uh, a, a stranger from the desert or a stranger comes from the desert or whatever. The, whatever. Whenever Cad Bane stepped the fuck out and like, I was just like, oh, wow, like this is it. Like this is this is huge. So for me, I was I was really just uh I was impressed with like, you guys call it small, but I don't know. Like I, I look at it in the sense of like, they're, they're really tying in everything that we know about star Wars right now. And they're filling in all those gaps. Right. And, and yeah, I'd like to go off somewhere else. And I think that that's what we've got with like, you know, the thousand years ahead of this, right. With, with the books and, and that comics initiative. Um, but in terms of like what we know, I, I think we're in good hands in terms of, I mean, we've all been fanboys of, of it so far. I think just Book of Boba Fett was something that that really wasn't needed. It 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 could have been 
again, I, I like that term, the Mandalorian special. Like it could have, you could have had two or three episodes or or a two hour movie where it, it it was all of that. You know, it was all of that, and you could have done it on Disney Plus, and boom, that's it. We didn't need half of that season. You know, I, as much as I liked them in the in 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 the show, I thought they were cool little additions, like the 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 cyborg Power Rangers. And like we didn't need those guys. Like that stuff didn't didn't really matter. So, I I you bringing up uh, you were bringing up High Republic, right? Mm-hmm. So the High Republic. Yeah. I think that's a really great thing that they're taking what we know about Star Wars, but building off you know in this different time timeline. And I think that the more they do that kind of stuff, where people who who do want those connections and more stories about characters we know, it's there. The High Republic's there for people that want new stuff. Uh, and you can do more than that. I just, I wish they had a better plan sometimes. But I think it's coming. I think it's really kind of starting to take shape more and more. Uh, go ahead, Moses. Um, so I think we're going to discuss it in a few about the, you know, the Mando and Bubba connection. And yeah, I kind of agree. They, they felt out of nowhere, though. I do see why they did it. And again, we'll, we'll, we'll bring that out later. Um, so not including the two Mando episodes, which I just obviously loved for their own reasons, but I can't, <laughs> I feel bad saying my favorite Bubba episode was the Mando episodes. Um, I think my, the last one was my favorite. It was kind of Hollywoody, kind of like, yeah, it was one big battle, but I liked it because it made me think of Filoni and um, it made me think of like the future because where Lucas has had all these backstories in his head, Filoni actually expanded on it. And he's always been focused on uh, like groups and their history and their evolution, right? So like throughout Clone Wars, you you see the Mandalorians, what's going on with them. You see what's going on with the Syndicate. You see what's going on with the Jedi. You see what's going on with the, you know, the, the Sith. You see, so you're seeing like this expansion of everything and each group has their own story of what's going on. And then you see that again in Filoni, like he has to bring the Mandalorians back in Rebels, right? There's the passing of the Darksaber and all that. And so to me, even like the, the little lines of the Mandalorian seasons where he meets Bubba and they're like going through where Bubba got his suit and all that. And now Mando gets the dark saber. I think that connection, you, you, you literally have someone who's kind of like, maybe not on the top of the syndicate, but Bubba now got his, you know, his spot claimed. So he's up there. And the other guy, the other Mandalorian we know now has the dark saber. So there, there's more in the world building and so I loved, like, when they both jump out in that scene, I was just like, oh, snap, right? So I, I, it just makes me think of what is happening now. You have two key Mandalorian players in very, very, very key positions. And I'd love to see where that goes. And that last episode just made me realize that and think of that. And so I, I think that was that was uh, my favorite. My least favorite, which I still enjoyed, was probably the first episode. Um not because I, I thought I think I think the pacing was a little off, and you know um, there was a little too much backstory, and I was just like, I want to see what's going on. Um, obviously, it was it was good. I enjoyed all the backstory of episode two, the you know where there was more of him and the Sand People, and that was awesome. I just think for the first episode, the pacing was a little off. So, um, but I still you know thoroughly enjoyed that one as well. 
it's funny because you bring up the syndicates and kind of the status of this new Republic time. And in reading the comics and watching what's happening with Crimson Dawn, it's just kind of makes me question, like, what happens where we get to the point where we are? It's like, what has happened to all these characters? The Pikes are obviously still very influential in the in the galaxy, but I'm just like, what's going on? The so, too. Yeah, I it's it's cool. I was just like I had all these like hopes maybe where not hopes where I would get disappointed, but like I'd be like, oh, this would be really cool if they showed up or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like at some point, obviously Maul leaves because he's a he's on his own um, in Rebels, so I assume. And he's kind of crazy, Kira? right? He, like, like, at some point, Kira. I, like my assumption is at some point, Kira takes control. Like that's my feel. Like Kira takes control over Maul. Maul kind of maybe just gets too distracted with his own obsession. But then, yeah, what happens? Even if Kira, whether she takes control or not, what happens between like end of Solo and now? You're right. I think it'd be interesting because there was that Darth Maul rumored animated show. There was talks about. Um, like maybe Kira having another role somewhere, an animated show that kind of explains how she took Crimson Dawn from Darth Maul and why Darth Maul is so messed up. And like, he gets crazy. He gets crazier and crazier as, as that show goes on. So I'm really interested to see if they do go back and kind of connect the dots there, making the universe smaller. Right. Um, no. Anyways, uh, who's up? That's me. That's you. Um, Favorite episode was episode two. I thought that it was a really well done episode. I thought it was just really neat um, with the dancing at the end and everything. And I think I asked you guys, like, what's the better music? And I and I have to say that the theme song for Mandalorian is the better theme song. But overall, for me, the music in Boba Fett, I think, is better. I, mm-hmm. I love this music so much. Um, but, uh, so they did a good job with incorporating that the last episode, I like it a lot, but you know, to me, it just felt like it's just so much of those, uh, Clint Eastwood movies and red dead redemption. (laughs) I was like, Oh, I played this. Well, you know, where the Gatling gun pops out. And like, I just was like, this is that, you know what I mean? So I wasn't, and it didn't. It wasn't a bad um, finale, but it was literally beat for beat what you thought it was going to be. So there was no surprises. The surprise at the end was fucking boring. You know, it was like, oh, cool. You know, I guess the surprise of Cad Bane dying, that was a little like, and who knows? Maybe there's something in his chest and whatever. They can replace him with body parts as well. But yeah, you know, like that, that was like for Filoni killing off a character that he made you know it's like almost impossible so that's what i mean where i was just like poof that's that's rough but anyway to answer your question episode two was was my favorite one i thought it was the most well put together pacing work the story worked as a standalone story um so i had a lot of fun with it oh oh no that's an accident sorry (laughs) you did so well it didn't ding or anything (laughs) go ahead colin uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna say that my favorite episode was the Return of the Mandalorian. Um, you it, can't say that. <laughs> I am gonna say it. I am. Okay. Leave him I, I alone. Care. So then, what, what was your care. second favorite episode? <laughs> I don't care if it has nothing to do with one. Boba. 
It would the the question was laid out, which was my favorite episode of season one of the Book you, of Boba he, Fett. He did. he did, and this is it because it was the one that kind of gave us some story that actually kind of mattered, in my opinion. I, I felt like we just don't need any backstory on Boba. There's just nothing there. There, it really isn't. It doesn't drive the story along. It doesn't drive the whole plot of Star Wars. We're not learning anything new. We're just giving some nice fan service to a character that nobody really truly asked for because anytime you're going to give any story to this character, you're going to fail. Everyone has high expectations for Boba Fett. You're never going to be successful for it. You can get kick-ass Robert Rodriguez to do all he's going to do with his flashy stuff, which I will touch on my least favorite episode shortly, to do it, but it's still going to, in my opinion, fall flat. Um, so that's why I thought Return of the Mandalorian was the best way was the best one because it it gave us something new. It was well directed. It gave us an exploration of new spaces instead of staying on Tatooine the entire day. Am episode or season? Holy crap! Am I sick of Tatooine? I don't ever want to see it again. I really nice. don't. So sick of it. So the fact that we were in a space station for most of that was great. Um, my least favorite is in the name of honor because it was Robert Rodriguez as badass as he can be with his shots and whatnot saying, Hey, have you seen the movie Desperado? Uh, here's some really cool stuff. Here's a guy who's going to spin pointlessly because it looks great in a Mexican Western movie. That's awesome. But it doesn't, it seems so unnecessary here. Hey, you know, this rancor between the, and machine shot. I'm going to dwell on it unnecessarily for far too long and extend it just for the sake of extending it. Like it didn't even, I, I, there were no stakes. I was just literally watching this episode going, is the fight over yet? Is it over yet? And then the episode just straight up ends. It's, it's a, there's a weird conversation between Boba and Fennec and the, the cogs and they pan up and that's the end of it. That's the end of both. <laughs> My job now. What? What? What in the blue hell just happened? Oh, hey, look, it's it's the Mando. And now we're hearing the Mandalorian theme. The book of Boba Fett ends with the Mandalorian theme. I I don't get that. <laughs> oh, that's why I, that, that's my least favorite episode of the whole series of the book of Boba Fett is how it ends with the Mandalorian. The end. Very nice, very nice, Colin. That was, like I said, I, I wanted to hear this stuff because we're gonna, I'm gonna shift it over to Ruben real quick before we have Rocco close it out on the episodes. Um, what what's up, Ruben? What you got? Yeah, no, I just, I just wanna, I just wanna like, come back on what Colin is saying. Like, I think Robert Rodriguez, like, I think they gave him way too much credit in terms of like, hey do this you know like i just feel like i feel like he did a great job at reintroducing boba fett like i will still not forget that scene you know like that 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 scene where he takes out all those stormtroopers no suit no nothing just his bantha stick and like you know pure mana rage like okay cool that was badass but at the end of the day i think that there are other visionaries that could have probably brought something else to this show that would have that probably would have taken this in, in just a different direction. Yeah, yes. I, honestly, I don't think Rodriguez was was strong enough to pull Michael this Bay. off. Sorry, 
yeah. Now Michael Bay would have been worse, far worse. <laughs> In fact, That's I like take, your opinion, I would, man. I mean, I mean, it's the right opinion. <laughs> I, just, I just would have gone after somebody who's done modern, like modern westerns. You know, like somebody who's done, you know, whoever did like three tenths of you. The Coens. Or, or yeah, like Bryce, oh, I mean, they're, they're, Howard doing all of it. Or, or have dare. Bryce or have Bryce do Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Wes <laughs> Anderson. Wes Anderson. Wes Wes Anderson. Can you imagine Star Wars movie? Cohen, Star Wars movie. Hell yeah. Where everything is shot from the whole Star Wars movie shot from back here. Like it's just like it's, they're all like far off in the scene, and we could just hear them really well. And they're just lightsabers all day long. I can see a Wes Anderson Star Wars movie for sure. Um, oh but I mean, yeah, no, Robert Rodriguez. No, I, I mean. Listen, I like him. I do. I do. I just like Colin said, like the when I saw that spin, I was just like, okay, all right. You gotta be all right. There's a lot of cheese here. I'm I'm there for it. Don't get me wrong. I was there for it. I enjoyed it. But again, like like I just, like, just like, for an episode or two, but like to have an entire thing is just like I just yeah. didn't see the point. I just didn't see the point. Rock, I close mean, us out. Close us out. I will. I will. But yeah, uh, they should have picked someone else. Anyway, my favorite episode was the one that started with my man, Cobb Vanth. Um, right in the beginning with the two pikes that, you know, like, you know, just the way he and that really, too, I, th- I think the big thing I noticed was it solidified who he was as a character. He was very pure, the quote unquote pure character who actually wasn't full of shit. Um, and you get that from when he dumped the spice into the sand. Um, and I love that because they didn't use some exposition dump to tell us how wonderful Cobb Vanth is. It was that scene where he killed two of them, let the last one go. And then when he's like, oh, you know, this spice is enough for your whole, you know, can buy your whole town. He said, well, then maybe I'll retire. And I love that line. And then he makes sure that they're gone and he just kicks it over. He wants the allure of that. He's this like he he took it and sold it. But really deep down, that's not the type of person he is. And I thought that was a really that was a really cool way to do that. And yeah, I mean, it's one of the Mando episodes or the Luke and Grogu episode. I don't care. It was part of Book of Boba Fett. We'll talk about what how I felt about where it was in Star Wars. But to Colin's point, you asked the question, I'm freaking answering it. <laughs> so um, that's how I feel. Um, honestly, I, I'm going to kind of combine what a couple people have said here. Um, my least favorite episode was definitely the final episode. The finale was just like... You just do these two Mando episodes that are super strong. My expectation now is that you are going to top those in Boba Fett. Like you're going to, you're going to resolve everything from this season, but now you've got to literally blow the doors off of everything because of what you just put out. And this is what you give me. Like, this is what I got. I, 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 I loved it. Cause I love star Wars, but at the same time, like, dude, really like that's it. And that, but, but, if the season was longer, I would have accepted that episode. So if that wasn't like the final episode, like if that was a battle scene, great. But now let's talk more about Boba Fett and being this new crime lord. Let's get some better stories that I care about 
with, you know, black Chrysanthemum and off of Tatooine. Sure. But I don't really care. I, I Tatooine is like a comfortable pair of sweatpants for me. <laughs> so I, I don't mind it so much. I'm comfortable. Do I want to see new stuff? Absolutely. I have nothing against new things. So if they did go off planet, I would have liked that too. Wouldn't have bothered me much. Um, but anyway, that was my least favorite episode because like I'm like, okay, cool. We just these two wild Mando episodes. They're gonna they're gonna resolve Boba Fett. Oh man, like this is gonna turn it to eleven and rip the knob off, you know? Like that's what I was expecting. And then like I don't know. I got we got the spin. <laughs> that's true. all I have to say about that. True, all of it. So riding a raincord didn't do it for you. I just, I like, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming because I was like, he hasn't done it yet. So I guarantee as soon as he said, you know, oh, we don't have anyone left. I'll be right back. He's coming back with a goddamn rancor. Okay. Like, like that's what's happening, Mando. I'm yelling at the TV. You knew that like three episodes ago when he's like, we're keeping this. Yeah. That's going to come around at the very, very end. Right. Yes, and and the last thing I'm going to say is I have to say Danny Trejo. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to stand by it. Danny Trejo, before this, in my opinion, had no business being anywhere near Star Wars. And then I saw him as a Rancor Keeper, and he nailed it, and he was awesome. And all I want is more Danny Trejo. I do. I just want more of him in Star Wars as the Rancor Keeper. I love it, and I love that they did it. And I'm in love with it, and I want more of it. Beautiful. Who raised their hand first? It just like went at me shotgun style. Let's say quick Casey. Quick. Go ahead. Is there supposed to be a Bubba season two? We don't know yet. Oh, okay. Um, is if we're giving like some honorable mentions, I wanted to say Amy Sedaris, who is oh, yeah. one of my all-time favorite loves yeah. of all time. <laughs> She's is a Blank. gift. She just continues to be Jerry Blank, and I love her. And when she calls out, she's like, what's your name? That's so stupid. I'm not calling you that. <laughs> I was just laughing so hard. I or was the like, fact that she's banged the Jawa. <laughs> yeah, that was fine, really too. But she, she's a delight. <laughs> she, she is. is a delight. I, adore, I adore her. Strangers with Candy. I mean, she's a, she's a legend. Meg is a huge fan of Amy Sedaris, but she hates Star Wars. So when I was rewatching uh, the Return of the Mandalorian episode, she was hearing Amy Sedaris talk. She's like, what the hell is that woman's annoying voice? And she looks, she's like, wait, is that Amy Sedaris? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And she's just like, ugh. And then later on, she just happened to see something that she was doing. She's like, she's just so good. I'm like, yes, she is. <laughs> she can even make you like something you hate. That's how you get them. Like, they're, 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 they're doing something, but you know they're looking at the screen. <laughs> yes. I, that Well, that was why I put it on the TV downstairs. was like, yeah, I'm going to get you to like Star Wars if it means I have to make you watch Amy Sedaris for just a hot second. It's going to happen. <laughs> But uh, the one thing I do want to say, just to add on with uh, the in the name of honor, because that's the ironic name of the last episode, um, is it felt like Robert Rodriguez was that kid that you that brought all those Star Wars action figures over and you would try to role play the action scene and they would just be like, ah, 
I've, I've beaten your rancor and, and your monster. No, no, it's still alive and I'm going to fight it now. No, no, but, but, but I, <laughs> I, I, I shot it in the back with missiles. It's got really thick skin. It can take it. Like, oh, just make it end. Just make it end. It was like, I, I have no business with this man. You really don't. That's, that's all I could think of the whole time. Someone needs to take his toys away. Ooh, all this Rodriguez hate. Uh, it's, you know, it's 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 tough because I had low expectations anyways going into this. So I there's things I have high expectations for and there's things I have low expectations for. And I figure that if I leave my lower expectations for Star Wars now after I've been burned, I think it works out better. So I I love Rod Rodriguez and I will accept any Star Wars thing he does, because even when we watched from that Mando season two thing, where he used the action figures to do that Tython scene, I love that. You know, I and that's that's the perfect thing you bring up, even though you're saying it was too much. But he did it, and he is that guy. So anybody well, I else? I don't. I yeah. don't take away anything from from Rob. Like he's, you know, he's a great creator. You know, and it's hard. It's hard to do anything without having people nitpick it. You know, we're sitting right. here. You know, hindsight twenty twenty. We can. We know the canon back and forth. There's things that we want, you know, but at the end of the day, again, it just felt like there were no stakes. And and I think that with with any key component in telling any story is you need some stakes, man. And like they just didn't. I mean, they literally do away with the whole season with all the stakes of the season. They do away right at the finale with Fennec going in, killing all the all the heads of the of the Pike family and then bouncing. And it's like, why didn't you just do that from the beginning? directed by robert rodriguez you know what i'm saying and then but boom we're out like yeah but, but don't again, get me wrong so just, i i love desperado it's one of my favorite movies of all time i grew up watching that movie over and over and over again and not for the reasons you think um yeah, right. <laughs> so my it was Hayek, definitely God the reasons you. i watched it right <laughs> <laughs> and continue to uh no it did not translate well into star wars in my opinion that, okay. that it just didn't yeah. And that's that's why this show exists so we can all share our opinions of Star Wars and have different points of view, certain points of view. But for now, let's jump to commercial and we'll be back with more discussion on the book of Boba Fett. Defet Comics is the publishing branch of don'tforgetatowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes, too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture... Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. We are back from those commercials, and we are talking Book of Boba Fett on the Star Wars podcast. And once again, the whole crew is here, so... Let's get down to it. My favorite scruffy looking nerf herders. Let's talk a little bit about did the Mando 2.5, as we're calling it, stuff 
make the show better or hinder the story? And as a bonus, if you want to answer this, what would you have done differently? Ruben. Um, well, I think, I mean, for me, it, it, it didn't do anything good for this show. Right. It just it just made me want more Mandalorian. Like I was like, OK, well, let's just keep telling this story and let's see what where this goes, because that's what's interesting to me. So, um, again, I had like there's no stakes in Tatooine. So so for me, no, everything that for the Mandalorian uh, episodes, they stood on their own. They were they were brilliant. They were great. Give me more of that. Uh, going back to Tatooine kind of bored me. Um, what I would have done differently is, I don't know, I probably would have bookended it that, you know, it, with the Mando stuff. Um, and I would have played out, I would have played out the whole Boba Fett stuff in, in unison, maybe in the first four episodes and then finished off five and six with, with the Mando stuff. Um, but you had to bring man, you know, Mando back in a certain way. Um, and this was the way to do it. This is the way they saw fit. So, I mean, it is what it is, but but yeah, I think I think you you just rearrange the order of those episodes um, and find a different device for bringing in um, Mando uh, into into Boba's crew, and uh, and you've got a, a a better constructed book of Boba Fett series at least because at least there it's his, you know. Even though it ends with with the Mandalorian stuff, you're kind of leading into that anyway, right? So I don't know. Putting it in the middle, I think, kind of hurt it. It's funny you mentioned the word bookends, and there's been some newer, I guess, crossovers. I'll use DC as an example of how you don't do like this huge, all these tie-ins. Tie-ins get exhausting. They're useless most of the time. But you have like, say, a six-issue like story with bookends. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. And something like that may have worked better, like here. This is the Mando world. When people first watched this show and newer fans who liked the Mando watched it, they didn't like it because they they couldn't get attached to it. There was no cutesiness with Grogu and and fans like new fan service, I should uh, I'll call it. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, what they like I said earlier, what they showed us was freaking amazing. But it's things that I would have expected to see on other shows. Almost, it's like they just threw it all at us at once uh go ahead moses so i mean maybe i'm remembering this wrong but the, one of the reasons i didn't mind any of all this connection is before anything when when things were first announced if i remember correctly correctly bubble was supposed to be four episodes and it was supposed to start like around the same time as mando season three right isn't that is, am I remembering that incorrectly? I thought it was supposed to be no. It, it, it was. I, I don't know, but I just know that Mando was supposed to come out sooner than it has, and then that changed. Yeah, like it was supposed to come out in January. They had said, and that bubble was supposed to be only four episodes. And so, like, I don't maybe I don't know if I got an incorrect uh, impression, but that's what I knew. So then when I when I heard they pushed mando back i'm like oh whatever like okay that's fine you're spreading out some star wars but having seen how the episodes came out i mean it literally makes sense you have four episodes of bubba two episodes of mando and then like a finale that's 
right? All that's all together. And so to me, I was just like, one, what if like that was the plan? It was the plan for Mando for Bubba to start, Mando to come in around like January, a couple of weeks later. You see what's going on with him, and then they have that finale together, pretty much. Right. And it made me think of not only the comics, but it made me think of the annuals, right? You have two series and then the annual that has like interconnects the one big story of where they both led. And so to me, that's that finale would, that was the special, that's why I liked it. Cause like, I, I just couldn't stop seeing it. Like, oh, we're watching the beginning of Mando season three. We're watching like a couple episodes of Bubba just to see where he's at. And then we're getting that annual. And I always treated Bubba like, it, 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 again, it, I think it's Mandalorian story. And, and it's just showing you what Bubba's doing because it's going to have to do with the bigger picture of Mando. Just like I'm sure we would have all been fine if they're like, hey, we're going to do a you know four-episode series of Bo-Katan and telling you what she's doing right now. Anybody here object with that? No. If Mando appears in that, is that a big deal? No. The reason it was a big deal is because it was Bubba, this old character that would... And I, I get that, but I, it's to me, it's like, dude, he has the Darksaber. Filoni is all about building worlds and he's always followed the Mandalorians through Clone Wars, the Rebels, like I mentioned before. This is it. He's been built. He's like, I have 15 years to, of, of like timeline to do whatever and maybe even more. Like, we don't know what ha what's going on with the Mandalorians during the, the sequels, but uh, he's like, I have at least 15 years here to do whatever the fuck I want and I'm just going to like build on the Mandalorians and I, I'm pretty sure like I've heard him talk about how like the Mandalorians maybe it was John who was saying that but like it was one of the things that he loved as a kid um but anyway that I, I, I like I went into it thinking that that it was just like supposed to technically happen at the same time with with Mando and so I always saw it as a so I was never bothered that Mando was in it yeah a hundred percent it felt off I'm like oh I'm watching Boba Fett but like that thought immediately clicked and I was just like, all I wanted and back to, I think what you said it, Rocco, where if, if that wasn't the last episode, it would have been better. Like as soon as that ended, I'm like, yeah, awesome. Where's Mando? Where's the, re like, where's the rest that was supposed to be here now? Now we have to wait till whenever, but I saw it in that manner. And like, I feel like years from now, if you decide to do a, a Mando kind of, rewatch and you watch like season one two you're going to insert bubba and then watch season three or maybe you know what i mean like it, when you watch it like that it'll it'll be a lot more pleasant it'll be a lot more like and, and it's just i you know on that first watch we, we always tend to be so judgmental of like oh it's gonna be all you know what i mean and it's like it's not till years later sometimes like i appreciate the prequel movies a lot more years later despite all the stuff I find than I did then, right? Because there's, and all of us, all of us have watched something that we said, I need to watch it one more time, right? And so, I don't know, I, that's kind of the way I saw it. And I was kind of, I wasn't that deterred by it. Yes, a little annoying, but not as deterred. It's a good point to bring up. I, I do like that. You have to have like that second, second set of eyes on something where, I mean, we're just talking about the Batman in, in pre-show, you know, same thing. It's like, I'm not going to judge something until I can watch it a second time when it's a movie. I need to watch a TV show more than once a lot of the time as well. So 
you tell me on your epic rewatches how you feel next time. How's that? I'm thinking by the time I get to Mando, because right now I'm, oh my God, dude, that Joyce cartoon. Is oh, my- you're doing it? <laughs> it's so rough. It is so rough. I think it's even like worse than the Ewoks cartoon. But yeah, I think by the time I get to Mando's timeline, I might, because I still have Solo, I have Rebels. Um, and then I'll have the first two seasons. By the time I get there, you know, season three will be around the corner. Nice. Uh, there was a hand up. Jake, I think you had it. Are you good? Or do you want to say something? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, okay. I'm pretty sure what was supposed to happen is Boba was supposed to hit at the start of December, leading into Mando launching in January, was right? what exactly. they originally said. So, yes. That's so you what have I like remember. Three, too. four episodes of Mando, then you show where where uh, Bubba, you show where Mando is, and then bam, you get the. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if like that's the the finale was like a kind of like Bubba Mando special or whatever, right? That we got to see, and then it continues with the rest of Mando's season. All right, uh, who's up, Casey? You know, now that you say that, <laughs> chronologically speaking, that makes sense. And that, and and also, given that they're both <clears throat> comic book fans, that also makes sense. I could I could see that. Um, so, does it deter from the season overall? Yeah, <laughs> those episodes are so good <laughs> compared to the entire season that it makes the rest of the season and especially the finale fall flat because of the because of those episodes. Um, the trailers and, and talking, it, this is a mob story. This is a mob story. I've watched a lot of fucking mob stories. This was not one of them. <laughs> you know, like, it just, it just, the Batman, that's one. A little bit, you know what I mean? Like, yep. But more than this. So I expected something else, and but not like my expectations of episode one or episode seven, not like these insanely high expectations. I just, your marketing your wordage was all mob story. <laughs> and when you give me this half-ass Pike syndicate, which I've read about, I've heard about them, but it's like, give me all of them. I know there's a lot of more syndicates out there. Let me have a table with them all, the five families of, of Star Wars, and you become the head. You know what I mean? Like, And maybe they're leading up to it. We don't know about a series two or whatever, but for me, keeping it just on Tatooine felt really low stakes and like who cares you know like i know you want these people to respect you but why what like why did you do it why'd you go back to tatooine and shoot bib 14 like why i just to me it wasn't enough of a motivation for a show you know what i mean and and i get his change of heart and all that stuff but like you weren't born on tatooine like, go to Camino and fuck shit up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do something that relates to your character. This isn't it. You took a couple jobs here. They were shitty. You went and killed the dude. Okay, he's dead. Peace. <laughs> you and Fennec can go and do anything now. So, you know, if I would have done it differently, that's it. I would have had an actual mob show. Uh, maybe Tatooine would have been a little bit of it. I liked a lot of the backstory stuff. But, like, I also could have just stayed in the past. Because what you did in the present sucked. And that, that's my overall thought. You know, it's, it's funny to be watching this show 
and you're watching the Mando stuff happening and you're like your jaws dropped and you're so excited that you're seeing things that you've begged for for years and wished for from, you know, from this whole Filoni world. But at the same time, in the back of your head, you're sitting there like, this isn't right. This is what's going on. And that's how I felt that entire time. I just, it was so out of place. And at the same time, it gave us magical things that we wanted to see for so long. So it was like, I felt really guilty at the same time. It's weird. Um, did somebody want, Moses, do you have a, your hand raised? I was going to say, I forgot who mentioned it before where it's like a kid. Robert Rodriguez is like a kid with the toy. Like, oh, this, yeah, Colin. Um, but it's almost like, you know, we, we, like I could see what you guys are saying and I'm thinking, oh, they literally told the the, the the story itself for Bubba feels very simplistic too, right? Like where Filoni and John come in, they're, they're, they feel more adult. And it was like, yeah, it's that kid playing the toy. They told him to like tell a story of Bubba Fett. And he's like, Bubba Fett comes back to Tatooine. <laughs> So that's why the story is like way it is. I mean, I can almost see the pitch meeting for that. Um, hundred percent. It's um, because they did it on Parks and Rec. That's why you can see it. <laughs> oh um, my god, that's right. They called it. They called it, man. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just not. And again, I feel bad because I, I feel I kind of feel like Chris right now, like saying feeling feeling guilty, like. I did enjoy it. Like I did love watching every episode. I, I, I woke up every Wednesday morning and, and that was like the first thing I watched. Um, and I enjoyed it. But at the same time, there, again, no stakes. The things that blew me away were the things that had nothing to do with Boba Fett. And I just wish we would have gotten a little bit more of, of, of like, like, again, like what Casey said to ring true on that is, is the past. Like, you could have given me that whole story of him being like re-raised by the sand people. Right. And, and the, and that, and that adventure, and then maybe come back to him in Mandalorian time and make him a useful character in Mando's circle. But you know, it is what it is. They did what they did. Exactly. And there were stakes, Bantha stakes, but those are delicious. Go ahead, Colin. I was just going to say that, I mean, it's, I agree with everybody so far. I mean, for the most part, it's the, the, I said it before Tatooine, we're sick of it. It, it is literally a desert of sand. It is, it, you know, it, a planet of desert sand, excuse me. It, there's, there's nothing visually appealing about it. That's, that's the biggest thing. We have this technology that has allowed us the ability to go literally anywhere in this universe, come up with literally anything and we've chosen not to to use it uh, with Disney money. Wow, what a waste. With one of the biggest, most legendary characters in Star Wars lore. And you crap on the idea of it just being like Casey said, let's take him to one space that he might that he spent some time in because of the beginning of one movie. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um the, the Mando stuff absolutely hindered the story. It was unnecessary, did nothing to add to it. It just added to his story inside of what he was doing on Tatooine, but had nothing to do with Boba, nothing. So there was no purpose in it being there whatsoever. You could have made it the book of Boba Fett and have little spurts in the episodes for Boba that would cut to, you know, Din Djarin doing his thing every so often. 
every episode so that it, you're sprinkling this idea. Oh, maybe we'll see him. Maybe he's coming back. Why do we keep seeing him? Blah, 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 blah. I don't need the story of Luke and Ahsoka. I love them. I love Grogu. I love seeing how that evolved. I didn't need it in this whatsoever. I did not need 15, 20 minutes of Luke talking with Grogu. It had nothing to do with Boba. Not a damn thing. Why is it here? No clue. Other than people wanted more Din Djarin. Um, It was just utterly confusing and a giant waste. If I could change anything differently, I would have just had him go through everything with the Tusken Raiders to teach him about more honorable fighting, but still be a damn badass. In the first episode, he literally blows up a dude. I was like, yeah, that that fucking rocks. That was great. Cool. No more of that after this. None of it. They never does it again. What? He, the, 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 the hook line that they used in the trailer was, Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. That sounded badass to me. It sounded like he was going to be, like Casey said, a mafioso. He's like, I'm going to respect you and your places inside of this but I'm going to be at the head of the table and that's how it's going to happen. And the fact that in the trailer, they had him saying that line with his helmet on. And then in the show, he had his helmet off almost the entire damn show was so frustrating to me. And so striking given the fact that we watched all of Mandalorian season one and season two while he's wearing his helmet the whole time. And that's what made Boba Fett so badass was that he was always wearing the helmet. So he can still be, a good a good guy, he can still evolve, he can still be a badass, and he can still wear the damn helmet all the time. And you can create a character arc on that. But they made him so soft that anything interesting and badass about him in the past was wiped away in the sake of what? Disney-fying him? You kidding me? You didn't need that. You did a whole two seasons of Mando with it. That was my close. That was good. That's a good close. <laughs> I want to... This this next guy, I know that he was very excited to see Ahsoka show up. Um, our 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 <laughs> our local Ahsoka lover. So, Rocco, this is something you have been begging for. I mean, we all have, but we know that you especially. Um, yes. So, what do you think? What do you? How do you feel about uh, what happened? I think none of us would be talking about the two Mando episodes if Rodriguez was able to pull off the rest of the show. Um, sorry, I'm just going to say it. Um, if the rest of the show was better, then maybe like the Mando episodes wouldn't be like so such a talking point because those are two fantastic episodes in the show. Now, I will say this. The Dances with Bantha mo- uh, portions um were the best part of the boba fett arc is flat out like the the time with the sand people the development there that was great but i think casey said it earlier the stuff happening in now time i didn't care about like all of that was like i didn't understand why there was there was so low stakes like he could have done a lot with Tatooine. I know we keep saying leaving the planet, leaving the planet, and that's fine. He could have done a lot leaving the planet too, of course. But I think that there was a lot more he could have done on Tatooine that wasn't even tried. And I think to someone else's point earlier, it was just the Pikes. Like, why was it just the Pikes? Why couldn't it be more than than just the Pikes? Why couldn't there be multiple syndicates coming to Tatooine? Um, you know. Uh, 
things that I did like was the the old EU stuff on how it used to be an ocean planet. I thought that there was a cool that was a cool kind of dichotomy because Boba Fett was raised in a test tube on a, an ocean planet. And now he's on Tatooine, which used to be an ocean planet. And I thought that there was some symbolism there. Um, maybe I'm grasping at straws, but I also see some symbolism there. Um, and I, I enjoyed that. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think that those two episodes hindered the show. I think the hindrance was that there wasn't a whole lot to fight for in the in the Mando times. You know, give me more of the backstory of Boba Fett. Maybe just keep it there. And then if you slide in the two Mando episodes, although they seem a little jarring, if the rest of the show was super solid, I don't think that we would be really talking about them that much, if that makes sense. Um, what I would have done differently is I would have focused a lot more on the mafioso stuff. Just like everyone said here, that is how it was freaking marketed. It was marketed as he was going to be Don Corleone of Tatooine, and literally we did not get that. We di we just didn't get it. Period. I bet if we did, and we got the Mando episodes, maybe we wouldn't. Maybe this wouldn't be such a conversation. Um, or if they would have just done their release schedule the way they said, like Moses brought up earlier, <laughs> then you know it it wouldn't even it'd be a non situation. Um, but yeah, that's I don't think they were a hindrance. I think the helming of this story was the hindrance. That's like the, the, the Disney issue. They should have just pushed Bubba as well. If that was how it was supposed to be, then like just push it. But no, like they needed that. They're like, nope, we got no show for December. So we're just going with it. And we'll throw some Mando in there. Or I just feel like maybe just label everything Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that's confusing in, in its own right. But like, at least on TV. Like, hey, it's it's Star Wars. Star Wars is coming out next month, right? So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter who shows up and what goes what, you know, what, what story is being told. Anybody can show up and it doesn't feel out of place. Because here, I think what we've all said is, is hey, Book of Boba Fett would have been a stronger show if we would have stayed in a specific timeline uh, and we didn't have to, you know, or if we would have gotten the 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 mando stuff kind of in a different way in a different format so it's just it's about that right it's about them kind of finding the right way to deliver this mechanism and i think maybe that that is that was the issue is the fact that it was supposed to be kind of like just this this book right quote unquote book of boba fett inside this larger mandalorian release and it just didn't happen that way so it doesn't hit as you know the same way and maybe on on the back end, rewatching it all together will, but in this case, not nah, right. I wanted to bring back the first thing you said, Chris, really quick, is you you brought up my love of Ahsoka, um, and I will say that I definitely got very misty when her and Luke were for the first time on screen speaking to one another, because in my mind, all I kept playing over and over again was that she was telling him stories off camera about his father and it brought me back to episode four 1977 luke you know you knew my father 
like all he wanted to all he wanted to do was connect with a family that he never had. And he, you know, he got to meet Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan was killed. Right. Obi-Wan knew his dad, but Obi-Wan died. And that, you know, that was an avenue gone. And then, you know, he he actually meets Vader and has that 30 seconds with his mask off before he dies. So he can't really do much there. And then now you have his apprentice. Can you imagine how much was talked about, how much was discussed? And when he like was like, am I going to see you again? Like, I just want to pick your brain more. Like, I want to talk to you more about this. Um, I thought that that was so, so beautiful. Did it belong in a Boba Fett show? That will forever be debated. But you loved it, nonetheless. I did love it. I adored it. Yeah, me too. Jake. All right. Were the Mandalorian episodes absolutely amazing? Yes. Did they hurt the show? Beyond belief. Yes. Uh, Fact or fiction? Fact. Um, They hurt the show. With that said, what I would have done different so it was seven episode season which is a weird episode count but without adding episodes I would have not had the Pikes be the main villain had the Huts be the main villain the entire show uh, episode five build your new characters more for those that don't read the comics have more about Black Stanton. And then for the new characters you introduce, do more with the Bebop, the Rainbow Motorcycle Club, who I actually really enjoyed, but they were wasted. Have that in episode five. And then at the end of episode five, you've built it up. Boba's about to go to war with the Huts. End it with that same scene with Mando's theme playing. And then episode six is just a really long episode. 75 minutes, do the entire Mando story, one episode. Uh, Episode seven is not a giant action battle scene, but more of a crime movie that actually ends the same way with the hut showing up and being like, we've been fooled and no giant battle happens. Cut to an after credit scene. Kira is there. She was the one actually pulling the strings, sending two crime families in. That's my change. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, reading the comics and really kind of delving into that whole time period. And not not too much spoilers here, but they allude to the fact that maybe she's gone by then or Crimson Dawn has been wiped out. So it's. I know that they're allowing Charles Sewell to kind of spread his wings and tell his story, but I mean, Amelia Clark showing up would have been like amazing. Honestly, I, for me, it would just been like, this is, this is a payoff to everybody who loves solo because solo is a much better movie than anybody wants to admit. Uh, and I, I really think that would have been a good payoff. Yeah. I just having to, in a six episode, seven episode series, two of which barely feature Boba Fett, having two major crime lord villains, one you introduce in what episode four, then you cut away from that. Like the Pikes made no sense. It should have just been the two Hut twins as the villain, villain for this season. 
Well, they have an alliance where it makes sense, you know, where, like we said, multiple syndicates would have enriched this. Even when he sits down at a table and he's like, I expect you to do nothing. I mean, that's just like, you know, they're going to betray him. It's so cheaply done. And it's just in the end, you're like, yeah, duh. It's like when you make a nice cake, but the cake doesn't taste good, but it looks nice on the outside. Yeah, it's that's how I kind of get it. But I will say the Vespa street bike gang, you know, as, as cheesy as that is, I also did enjoy that. And I think so, so know, did I, I you know, that, that was, they, you know, I love the I love the Power Rangers, you know, they were, you know, so I, I've seen them, you know, in Star Wars form definitely uh definitely was 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 an e- it was easy for me to for me to buy it like i didn't like again i i enjoyed the show i did i did i just i feel like again they could have done this in a different way and uh and they didn't have to give us a bunch of fan service but i think also uh they're trying to win fans back right like again we can talk to we're blue in the face about the new trilogy but we know how you know "Quote unquote," true fans feel, and and that you know, and that's 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 a margin of of those fan, of of the larger Star Wars universe, and they're they're trying to please those guys, and I think you know, the Favreau has his own thing with the Mandalorian, and Filoni has his own thing with Rebels, and they're kind of now coming together, and they're trying to make things work, right? So I think Book of Boba Fett was kind of like that first kind of like real major. I mean, besides Mandalorian season one and two, but like really, this is. Like again, like Moses said, Filoni gets to play with 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 Boba Fett and all that and all that time that he built in Clone Wars with him, right? And all that backstory. Like one of my favorite things in that finale was the showdown, right, between him and and, uh, and Cad Bane. Like yeah, that was that was, that was probably one of the best moments in that whole entire show, and only because it had stakes, only because they had history, and it felt like oh, these two. Or, or you know, one of them's walking out of here, and the other one's leaving in a in carbonite, you know. So again, like you know, there were moments that that sh- that shined as bright as the two suns on Tatooine, but there were others that were not so bright. Moses, um, yeah, I was I thought about this before, and now you, you re-mention it. Um, it's like uh, you, you think of the MCU, and they, they've definitely done a good job of intertwining things. And especially now, right. With how you see like every characters are in the other people's movies. They're just like all super connected, really good. You know, DC's trying to do it. They, they, I loved how like they're, they're, even though I personally found the, the TV shows of flash and, and those like a little too cheesy, they did a good job of intertwining them. Right. They had the episodes, but, and you know, like I'm feeling that from Star Wars now, but I'm realizing, well, this isn't even a bunch of shows. They're doing that with their books and their movies and their comics. They're, they're, they're connecting the genres. And so like, unless I'm mistaken, but are there a lot of DC comic books that are referencing the stories or Marvel comic books that are referencing the stories of the movies? No, right? But here I... we have comic books and 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 shows and movies all interconnected in a way that i don't think we've seen this before like the interconnection of genres right not just movies or just shows i think it's interesting that you mention comic books in that in that 
Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Kirsik or whatever his name is, he was from the comic books. I remember him, like, with, isn't he with, like, Dr. Uh, Afro or whatever? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, and I, I haven't even read a lot of those, but I'm just, like, I, seeing that. And I guess, though, DC's about to jump level. Well, Marvel's now doing it between shows and movies. And DC is about to because isn't the Flash from the TV show supposed to show up in like one of the Flash movies now? Like both actors, I think that's coming up. Yeah, I would if Grant Gustin doesn't show up in the Flash movie because when Ezra Miller can show up on TV in that regard, I think that's great. Um, in regards to comic books and DC and Marvel, it's they. It was funny because when Green Lantern came out. And I forgot who's the villain in that movie, uh, whoever the villain is. They started to promptly feature him in the comics at that time. And it's like they can do that easily with comic books and kind of relate to what you're reading in the funny pages compared to what you're watching on the big screen. And both have done a good job with that and making the characters relevant and paying fan service to different levels. In Star Wars, it's like we came from such little content, but now... After being a fan of the EU for like 30 years, it was so convoluted, as we always say, and just they couldn't really get it together the right way. And now Disney had this opportunity, which at first we were kind of like, meh, but now we see it. We see where mm. where this you can't treat everybody like casuals. You have to have like this certain fine medium. And the Mando did that perfectly. And I always kind of wonder, like, were those Mando season like were those two episodes planned, or were they like, you know what? Maybe with a test audience, they're like, this is really not that good, and we need to bring in Grogu. I don't know. It's it's tough. Um, but now that they're paying a lot of homage to what's come before in the EU, and bringing characters from different medias, I think that's I think it's a beautiful thing. I was when. When the file when Rise of Skywalker came out and that book came out before that was supposed to lead into it, it was like complete garbage. It's as if they didn't even like talk. It's like you have this story group, and I would talk crap about Pablo Hidalgo all day, but I don't I don't know about that guy sometimes. It's as if like you have a story group. What are you doing? What are you you just I don't know, whatever. That book was so good and was totally written for a different movie. Right? Exactly. All right, so let's let's go into the end game here. Uh, we got hopefully, maybe not hopefully, depending on your opinion here. Uh, if we do get a season two of Bubba Fett, what do you want? What do you want from this? Uh, I'm going to start with Moses here. Um, I don't think it's needed, and you know, agreeing with a lot of us here. Uh, even this show seemed off. I, I honestly feel like it would it would have felt a lot better if it was if we were watching it as a little side story during you know the the Mandalorian. Um, and so I, I don't think it's needed. If if they do do it, then they need to like stick with an with it. Need to be a side story. It need to be like a side. Just, just like I said with like Bogotan or any character. Like I feel like. Add them to that side story. Um, maybe have either s spread their story, you know, amongst the Mandalorian show, or you know, do a little 
three, four episodes. But as a where the future for Bubba goes, I only care in how it, you know, it affects Mando's story at this point. I don't care as much unless they, you know, they, they, they get a, they do go a little more into the syndicate and like the mob story. Um, but as of right now, no, like I'm glad what happened happened, but I'm, I'm mostly interested in it because of Mando, not because of who Bubba was and who Bubba is now. Colin? I don't need another season of this. I don't. <laughs> I just, I just have no faith in it whatsoever. I know the question is, you know, what what are my hopes for season two? My hopes is that it doesn't happen. I, I think at this point, take the loss. It, it, take it as this is the this is the season that you learn something from. That's like, you know what? Let's let's not try try to take beloved characters and make them interesting in ways that they don't need and stick with new stuff, stick with what works and build upon it, but don't try to rewrite a book that's already been written. So uh, the only thing I would want to see from any show moving forward is please no more Tatooine. I'm so sick of Tatooine. It just doesn't, it's not needed anymore. That was Luke's planet. That was important to Luke. It's not important to any other character, not even, not Ahsoka, not Mando, no one. It, just I mean, needs to stop. it wasn't. I have some totally bad news for you, my friend. Bad news <laughs> is that the next show is <laughs> Central. Central. Ah, it's it's fucking Kenobi, it's great. man. It's I know. Okay. That that that's different, though. You know what? I I think we can stick with that a little bit. I can forgive it. But Kenobi lives in its own universe. We're gonna pretend like it has nothing to do with anything else. Okay. At this point, that's how I'm. That's how I'm viewing it. Colin, I heard they canceled Kenobi for the real housewives of Tatooine. That's the next show we're getting. <laughs> I don't care how late it is right now. I'm driving to your house and taking you out. Okay. That's how this is going to work. All right. Oh, man. All right. Rocco, go ahead. Um, first, I'm going to start with a, a quick gripe and then I want to get right into it. Um, uh, you're going to tell me, you're going to sit there on your seat and you're going to tell me. Okay, that we're going to introduce Fennec Shand in the Mandalorian. Okay, and then you're going to give me Fennec Shand in the Bad Batch protecting Omega. And then you're going to give me Book of Boba Fett with Fennec Shand. And Omega is not going to be even discussed, talked about, batted an eyelash at nothing. We got no Omega. You out of your mind? What a setup that would have been. What a setup and what a miss. Oh, my. Oh, my Bantha. That was an absolute miss. Okay. It's only that one episode that she's trying to get her, right? Like, she doesn't know, like, the story, the importance. Does she? I I, I think that it was, I feel like it was more than one episode. Either way. There was a setup there. There was some, this could have been done and you missed it and you missed it. Okay. So I don't want a season two unless the promises given in season one are going to be delivered in season two. You're going to give me a real mafioso Don Corleone freaking kiss the ring. Uh, season two of Boba Fett. Yes. Colin on Tatooine. Then fine. But if you're going to give me 
what it is we got in season one. Um, you know, dances with Banthas and then a story I don't care about. I then I don't need it. Then cut it here and we're done. And that's fine, and we'll all live. Um, but God, Omega, really? Anyway. Jake? All right. Uh, season two of Book of Boba Fett? No, thank you. What I do want, and I think this should be a lead into, is a anthology Star Wars TV show, which has not happened yet. I want it called Star Wars The Syndicates, and have multiple standalone mafia style stories take us to Nalhada, Coruscant, Chandrilla, Hosnius Prime fine let's go back to Tatooine and follow Boba's story Narshada like bring Matt Reeves in to direct it I don't care get mob movie people to direct these like standalone anthology mafia movies following the crime syndicates across the galaxy. That's what I want. And I want Boba to be a lead into that because now we've gotten the huts. We've gotten the pikes. We've gotten uh, Boba, whatever his crime family ends up being. If it exists, we've seen black or We've gotten the pits mentioned. Like there's stories to tell that are darker stories that would fit in a series like that. So that's what I want. I like it. I like that idea. Ruben, what do you think? Um, yeah, uh, writer. Personally, the writer I, man. I, Ruben, the writer man. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, again, I, I like Jake's idea. Um, I, uh, I think Rocco is not far off on the fact that you know there is, there is something there with Omega and the Bad Batch. There is like. You you have an opportunity to. I think one of the things that the show does well is establishes that 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 Boba really doesn't have people, right? Like he needs he needs a people, right? And and I think you know you want to talk about stakes and emotions and and, and humanity and and really bringing this character down and giving him something to fight for and be more for, what not more for the last remnants of of a clone of a clone army, you know, like the last guys who are around, you know. Uh, give me a story of that, of him finding his people and 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 what that, you know, and them building that family. Right. Like imagine a, a crime family or not even a crime family, but just a syndicate of clones, you know, that that are tied to each other because they are a true family. So there to me, there's a story there. But can can you is is there enough to mine? I I don't know. You know, I think there you got for me personally, uh, you know, I'd like to sit with Colin and Jake and and all my writer guys and, and see where where's what's what kind of story could you tell with that? But you know there is some emotion there, right? And there's some something we've never seen, which is Omega, be, you know, being the one female clone. There's 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 something there. Uh, do we need it? No. Uh, I love the anthology idea. I think that that's brilliant. I think I think you do something like that where it fills in certain gaps in the timeline. It tells stories that needs to be told. Uh, that are important overall, but you really focus and double down on your main players and your main stories and the things that 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 people want to see more of, um, and and you go from there. It, it's a rich universe, as we know. Uh, we've all sat here and pr- I mean, Jesus Christ, we have a, a show dedicated to this franchise. 
So we all love the show. We all love the franchise. We all love the show as well. It's just this is one of those things where we can all sit back and analyze and say, this is kind of like the the new trilogy. You guys might have just rushed into it a little too quickly. And in trying to win back fans, you you put together something that eh, really didn't have any stakes. And the best part about it was the new stuff was your new show was the things that are attached to the your new characters and the things that that involve that those two characters so you know and then again the sh- the the question again rises is how long is grogu going to be with mando right and how long does that last like how long does that that lightning in a bottle last you know the whole grogu thing because again none of us seem too impressed by him putting down a rancor i thought it was cool but again I just I don't know what this character is gonna do. I haven't heard him talk. He hasn't grown an inch. Like I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of stunned and kind of befuddled of where everything is going with these stories. I just I don't know how they fit in the larger picture. I, you know, I think it'd be really interesting. We know that thirteen thirteen the game existed at one point, and we talk about this multimedia experience of of telling the story across comics and books and movies so why can't the sequel to the book of Boba fett be the resurrected 1313 game where we can go and do that like take it like let us just do that let us play as Boba fett obviously we didn't really enjoy watching it all that much you know there was some high points and of course we've talked about a lot of low points but video gaming these days it's unprecedented storytelling. I mean, you can't do it any better. And to ha- to immerse yourself into it, I th- and we've always wanted that game. I feel like that would be an appropriate sequel to what we've watched. I mean, doesn't he even say it at the end of the show, if I'm not mistaken? Like, doesn't he tell Fennec, like, you know, I thought I wanted this, but but I don't think it's for me. All the bowing and all this stuff. Like, he even, like, <laughs> like this. He goes through this whole ordeal to become like you know the whatever they were calling him in the show, like the daimyo, the the daimyo or whatever, and and then now he doesn't want to be the daimyo. Now now he wants to be Boba Fett again. He want, and she and she's like she's down. She's like, all right, what do you want to go do? And like it's like okay, why didn't we do that? You know what I'm saying? Like why? Why didn't we go on adventures with Fennec and Boba and them? Like you want to be liberators, like. Go, you know, go find the pockets of the Empire and, and, and kick some ass. You know what I'm saying? Like the way the Mandalorian is doing in, in some cases. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I really feel like there was a lot. Of, like, again, it was gaining back. It's, they were, they're trying to gain back the fans. And and they've done it. They've done it. They've, they've succeeded. Like, that show, people loved it. Like, there were people, like, I saw people praising it. And, you know, and, and I loved, I cried. But again, I cried in the Mandalorian episodes. I didn't cry in the Book of Boba Fett. Episodes. Yeah. The only thing that blew my mind in the Book of Boba Fett episodes was BK. When BK shows up, I was like, I was like, this is badass. This is bringing in a character from the comic books. He looks dope. Like, mm-hmm. like he's he's fresh. Like everything you're doing with him is perfect. But well, the it. the bad blood with the transitions too. I think right. that that was so well done because for those of us like in this room, we knew why he was just sitting there pissed and then ripped dude's arm off. You know, right, like right. like we were I'm sitting there going, that's a group of transitions. 
it's about to go down like, you know, and, you know, you're in the club with your boys and there's, you know what I mean? And you're just like, yo, something's about to happen. They're going to call the cops like we got to go. <laughs> That's also- yeah, like as soon as they were there, I was just like, oh, shit. Sonia was sitting next to me because I was she, she's like, what? I'm like, I'll explain later. <laughs> That's also just a right. Wookiee payoff from episode four just now happening. Yeah. Well, well, they shot it. They shot it in uh, in Rise of Skywalker. I don't think we ever got it though. Chewie was supposed to go back into into Maz Katana's uh, um, temple or whatever, and uh, and he rips uh, what's Buddy's name from the first movie from the Force Awakens, the one that owned Ray, the one that would like what, that was giving her the portions or whatever. No, no, oh, that was uh, that Ankar was Yeah, uh, that yeah. was filmed uh, yeah. for was, the Force uh, Awakens. They, he was what supposed happened? to be there when they get there. That was from that that shot. Yeah, yeah, it happens in one of them, but the shot never ends up coming out in the movie. But no. like, he rips off his arms and like it, it like he throws them on like some some you know they're like gambling on a table or whatever. So we actually <laughs> never got it there. But yeah, you're right. This is the first time it pays off on screen, hundred percent. Just wild. It is so in. In closing, does everybody else have anything else to say about this show? Yes, real quick. The dude, the sycophantic dude who worked for the mayor, then worked for Boba Fett. <laughs> he was awesome. Everything he said was funny. I was he was your typical bureaucrat. And, you know, I was educated on Coruscant. Many people might not know this about me, you know, <laughs> and and just that. And how Boa Fett screws him over in front of the Pikes so hard. That was just absolutely great. Uh, it was it was just so perfect. And I guess that dude that played him and Amy Sedaris came from the same comedy troupe. So it was really cool that the two of them were like together again, um, which is pretty strangers wild. Strangers with Candy? No, it wasn't Strangers oh, with Candy. Okay. He wasn't. Yeah, it was something else. Some other. I don't know if they came through a class in Second City. I don't really know exactly, but I thought that was a neat little tidbit. Um, but yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, I like that character a lot. There was some, you know, there's some really memorable things in this show, and I think that, like, that's that's what it is. It's just like these shining gems, but really, in the end, are we better for you know off with it? Or like we said, do we just deserve a Mando special or just wait until Mando season three? Um, but, you know, as always, guys, this is this has been a blast. I'm glad that we could all get together. Casey dipped a little bit early. He's he had a long day. So that's why you haven't heard him on the second half of the show. But for everybody that's remained, I'm glad that we all got together once again. It's 2022. And. There are some exciting things happening in in the realm of Star Wars this year. So we'll have more shows for you, more discussions in the future. So does anybody have anything else to say? Plug? No plugs. It was a pleasure being with you guys again, though. Ditto. I I always love talking to you guys. Does anyone else love hearing an Ithorian talk and want an Ithorian to read them a story? Um, because there's something about that the mayor mock shies shies or whatever just him, listening to him speak 
with the translator box. Uh, I thought that was super cool. But anyway, I want to plug Critical Mass. It's awful. And I want to plug Listen Up Casuals, which is not awful. Um, so, yeah, those are my two plugs. Awesome. Yeah, check out all the other shows on the DIFA Entertainment Network. Check out more Star Warriors. We have these group discussions. Rocco and I have been doing the comics show of all the comics that take place between Empire and Jedi. And I hope some of you may join us at some point and, and geek out. So, but yeah, guys. Yeah, guys. Come on. This has been great. I love you all. And, you know, for everybody out there listening, may the force be with you.